Welcome to the TPS 5 for the week of July 6th through July 10th. TPS 5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our first article today is from Kaiser Health News, and it is an analysis entitled How a COVID-19 Vaccine Could Cost Americans Dearly. The article describes how a COVID-19 vaccine will come with a price tag, and given the prevailing business-centric model of American drug pricing, it could well be budget-breaking and perhaps making it unavailable to many. By comparison, the last vaccine to quell a global viral scourge was the polio inoculation, which ended outbreaks that killed thousands of people and paralyzed tens of thousands each year in the United States. At that time, the March of Dimes Foundation covered the nominal drug cost for a free national vaccination program. But this was also in the mid-1950s, before health insurance for outpatient care was common, and before new drugs were protected by multiple patents of drug companies, and medical research was regarded as a way to become rich. The polio vaccine at that time was not patented because it was not considered patentable under the standards at the time. But now America and the world is in a completely different place. Drug development is one of the world's most lucrative businesses. Drug ownerships disputed in endless, lengthy court battles and monopoly power in the pharma industry lets manufacturers set any price, no matter how extraordinary. For example, a new cancer treatment can cost a half a million dollars, and old staples like insulin have risen 10 to 20 times in price while not changing the formula. And the U.S. government really has no effective way to fight back. When looking at recent vaccine costs that were targeting small populations, such as meningitis vaccine for college students, that has a retail cost of $300 per course. The article puts forward the following proposed equation. If a COVID-19 vaccine is priced at $500 a course, vaccinating the entire population would bring that drug company over $150 billion, and almost all of it would be profit. The United States has let the free market economy drive drug pricing, forcing us, that is, insurance companies and individuals directly from out-of-pocket expenses, to absorb ever higher costs. In light of the public health crisis we are facing, that scenario leaves a bad taste for us to bear the cost of treatments and vaccines against COVID-19, whose development and production is being subsidized and incentivized with billions of federal dollars. For example, Moderna, a small Boston-area company that has partnered with the National Institutes of Health in the vaccine race, has tripled its market cap since February, from $7 billion to $23 billion. This has effectively made its CEO an overnight billionaire. And while Moderna's vaccine is a strong contender for a solution, it's important to know that the company has never brought a successful drug to market. Drug manufacturers have traditionally claimed that this lure of windfall profits is what encourages them to take the risk in developing a drug without potentially making it to market. But more recently, the argument has shifted. They are now comparing the costs that they would prevent from introducing this drug into the marketplace. For example, hepatitis C drugs help to avoid the need for a $1 million liver transplant. But it's important to remember that this cost calculation is made using non-adjusted cost of treatment for liver disease in our healthcare system. With COVID-19's impacting the shutdown of countless businesses, record high unemployment, and medical consequences for severe COVID-19 patients resulting in highly expensive intensive care, this cost avoidance argument can be difficult to calculate. When setting drug prices, pharmaceutical companies rarely acknowledge the considerable federal funding and research that has led to the development of these products. 
For example, with Moderna, the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, or BARDA, has given them $483 million for late-stage development of its vaccine. And the head of the NIH has said that the government has some intellectual property rights. But Moderna seems to dispute that, saying it is not aware of any IP that would prevent us from commercializing the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, there is no easy way for regulators or legislators to control drug pricing in America. Our laws actually favor businesses. Medicare is not allowed to engage in price negotiations for medicine covered by Part D. The FDA, which will have to approve any vaccine as safe, is not even allowed to consider the proposed price. Other countries, such as Britain, take a more head-on approach. A national body does a cost-benefit analysis regarding the price at which a new drug is worth being made available to its citizens. Health authorities then use that information to negotiate with the drug maker on price and to develop a national reimbursement plan. We could do that here in America too, but we would need to reimagine an entirely new system. Drug companies deserve a reasonable profit for taking on this urgent task of creating a COVID-19 vaccine, but we deserve a return too. You can read the full article in our show notes. And now, other stories from this week. Avia published a blog post called Reimagine the Patient Journey with Contactless Visits, which asks how can health systems rebuild patient confidence and restart delayed visits? The answer, they say, requires reimagining the patient experience to enable a contactless patient journey from pre-visit registration to post-visit payment and documentation. Health systems that want to explore this new patient journey would not only focus on recovering patient volumes in the short term, but also reimagine what virtual care could do to meet patients' evolving demands. eMarketer shared some interesting stats in their article, Instagram is on pace to overtake Twitter as a news source. Users are now turning to Instagram for news as much as they do Twitter, according to new data from Reuters' digital news report. 11% of respondents across 12 countries said that they use the image sharing app for news, almost doubling what it was in 2018. This is compared to the 12% who said they turned to Twitter for news. The article shares perspectives on how advertisers should be more careful with brand safety issues on the platform. A friend of our podcasting network, Gene Hitchcock, posted an interesting article on LinkedIn called Partnerships Between HR and Marketing Can Take Your Employer Brand to the Next Level. In it, she positions that brand marketers that partner with HR can help elevate the employer brand efforts significantly. Lastly, be sure to tune in to our most recent episode of the TPM podcast, Gear and Review, in which hosts Bobby Ratu and Reed Smith discuss strategies and technology to capture and collect content and conduct interviews inside hospitals while still practicing safe and social distancing. Links to all the stories in today's TPS5 is found in our show notes. And that's it for this week. If you like the latest in healthcare news in an email delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS Report, which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. It's hot out there, so be sure while you're seeking out ways to cool down, you're still being safe and practicing the three W's. Wear a cloth covering over your nose and mouth, wait six feet apart and avoid close contact, and wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds or use hand sanitizer. We'll see you next week.